Welcome back to the Byland Podcast. My name is Emery. Thank you so much for being here. And welcome to the non-trademarked version of Better Backpacking. That's right, the non-trademarked version. And I say that because our good friends over at Hyperlight Mountain Gear have decided to trademark a phrase that I've used for many years across many media channels. And as of June of this year, 2023, apparently it's theirs. The term's Better Backpacking. In fact, they've gone a step further and put Welcome to Better Backpacking on a few of their uh, website pages. I had this big monologue scheduled, a big rant, telling you about the kind of like the dark sides of the outdoor industry, but it was too heavy. I recorded it. I did not like it. And I didn't think that it matched what I want this podcast to be about. I want this podcast to be a positive portion of your day, a bright spot. I didn't want it to leave you feeling heavy. So I'm not going to do that. We're all human. I'm honored that Hyperlight would rip me off like that in a way, because it sounds like it was a pretty good idea, pretty good phrase that I coined. Um, and I'm also disappointed. I'm disappointed that a brand in the same space who likely came across my content saw what I do would pull a stunt like that. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. So for everyone's awareness, I'm not affiliated with, never have, never will be affiliated with Hyperlight Mountain Gear. Best of luck to them. I'm not going to stop using the phrase because the phrase to me is far more important as a concept and as a lifestyle than some sort of marketing spiel and something to be trademarked. Getting better at something, there's a reason why I never market what I do here as how to be a perfect backpacker or how to be a perfect hunter or whatever. It doesn't exist. Nothing like that exists. There's always going to be something that you can prove upon. The idea is that no matter if you're backpacking or you're, you're fathering or you're mothering or you're being a good friend, the idea is that you get better at it. You don't have to be perfect, but you can improve upon what you did the day previous or the trip previous, and you can keep building on that. This is a timely mention because, and I just realized this as of right now, because of the things I'm going to talk about in this episode. My dad once told me multiple times <laughs> that his one hope was that I would be a better dad than he was because his goal was to be a better dad than his dad was. And he was. And hopefully, I'm carrying on that tradition of not being perfect, but being better. And I hope that my little girls can grow up to be better versions of myself and my wife's self. There's no perfect, doesn't exist, but you can get better, whether it's being a parent, a friend, a citizen of earth, or a backpacker. So welcome to episode 159. It's you and me today. I'm really excited to do a solo episode. It has been a long time since I've done one. In my last episode, I mentioned uh, that I wanted to do more of these. It's taken me a little while to get to it. I'll talk about all this stuff in the episode. I'm not going anywhere. I know it's been a while since uh, I've published an episode, but it was for good reason, all of which, again, I'll get into this episode. Before we dive in, if you want to support the show, you can do so in a few ways. You can tell a friend. I'm really bad at marketing the podcast, but I know the podcast is really important to a lot of people. And if you enjoy it, please share it on social media, share it with your friends. That's the best way to grow a podcast. I believe this podcast can be the best 
out there in the backpacking space and beyond backpacking. Um, so if you like it, please share it. It would mean the world to me. You can also leave a review and a comment on whatever podcast player you use. That's really great. It's nice for people to kind of see the reviews. And I think it helps those players suggest it. I don't really know. That's what they say. So whatever. And then third, if you like this and you feel like you want to help support me in keeping the show going monetarily, you can donate to the show through a link in the show notes. All of that money goes right back into the show. There are fees and gear associated with publishing a podcast. This is not my full-time job. I do this for funsies. For now, I would love to do it full-time one day. Uh, but for now, you know, it's, it's what I do for fun. And hopefully you enjoy it as well. So if you feel like you want to support the show monetarily, I'd be humbled. Anyone that has already donated, thank you so much. And even the people that have left reviews, whatever you've done to promote the show and help me out, thank you so much. And the other final way that you can help me out is by promoting my backpacking course, the beginner backpacking course called Learn How to Backpack. I've tried to make it extremely affordable for people. I believe it's worth far more than what I'm charging because it's way more important to me to be affordable and accessible to people to learn the skills. But I did spend a year and a half making it um, and with my own time and effort. So I'd like to make you know a little bit of money back and hopefully the, the funds from that help pay for the podcast as well. So if you know someone that is learning how to backpack or you know someone that could use that knowledge base, the idea is that you can kind of fast track your knowledge and get to the good parts sooner rather than later and cut down on the time it takes to learn how to backpack. 70 modules. I have a, over 180 students that have already taken the course. I've had nothing but amazing reviews, which is incredibly humbling and uh, so good to hear. And I plan on making many other courses as well, but the first one is just backpacking and it is the full meal deal. You can take everything you learn from that course and apply it to whatever kind of backpacking you want because it's the fundamentals of backpacking. Any of those options would be great. Thanks for everyone who has chipped in and helped me promote the show and donated to the show. I really greatly appreciate you and can't thank you enough. That's it for me. This is episode 159. Please enjoy our one-on-one -on -one conversation. I know it's been a, a while since my last episode, and it's not because the podcast is ending or anything like that. It's because Jess and I are emerging from a very intense season of life, and I felt like my family deserved me more than the podcast or anything byland related. I love you guys, but I have these two little girls that are the apple of my eye, as my grandmother used to say. And I wanted to dedicate um, the summer to them and our family. And it's been nothing but magical for us up to this point. In fact, we just came off the heels of a backpacking trip for the first time, a first family backpacking trip. And yeah, I had, to, I had a couple moments. Putting the podcast on the back burner has not been easy for me, um, but it's been good. And I hope in a way that it's good for you too. Sometimes it's nice to miss something. I wish that I could have been publishing stuff weekly, but uh, you know, do what you got to do. Some of you know this already, 
But for those that don't, I lost both of my parents two years apart in the last few years. So uh, my mom was diagnosed with cancer in 2019, early 2019. And a few months after that, no more than three months, my dad was diagnosed with cancer as well. My dad had literally just retired and mere months afterwards, there they were going through cancer treatment together. And I remember thinking how strange it was. Like it was some weird movie that was playing out, but it wasn't a movie. It was real life. I learned very quickly that a cancer diagnosis in real life is nowhere near what it's like in the movies. You go to bed at night having far more questions than you have answers. And it sucks because you won't know until you know. So until then, you just have to accept the fact that it's just out there in the ether. How the story ends, it could be good, it could be bad. And you're caught in this weird purgatory, medical purgatory for the person that you love. My heart hurts for everyone who has ever experienced something like this. So if you know someone or if you are that person, give them some extra love. Accept extra love. So about a year after my dad was diagnosed, he passed away right at the beginning of the pandemic. So this was early 2020. Luckily or unluckily, depending on how you look at it, I was actually there with him when he took his last breath. And for those of you, again, that are out there who have experienced a moment like that, we are officially part of a very strange club that is forever confusing and very few will ever fully understand. It is the most amazing yet terrifying. It's the best. It's the worst experience that I've ever had. But knowing that I was there with him in those final moments will always be something that I will be honored to be a part of. Less than a year later, uh, after my dad passed away, my wife lost a brother-in-law. So I lost a brother-in-law at only 27 years old. So just 27, got sick, a few months later, passed away from cancer. By the time he died, he was only six months married, half of which was um, him being sick. He was the most genuine soul you've ever met. And him passing away really shook the foundation of the family in a way that I've never seen before. He was young, had an amazing personality, and he was there, and now he was gone. Later that summer, I lost an uncle from my dad's brother from pancreatic cancer, who I had randomly rekindled or kindled a relationship with after my dad passed, and we bonded over my dad's passing. And I've never had a relationship with this guy. And so he, we have this amazing bond occur, and then he dies. It was the weirdest thing, and it, to this day, puts a hole in my heart. And a few months after that, my mom passes away. So pretty crazy timeline, especially for someone who, up until that point in my life, didn't really experience much of the whole dying side of things aside from just standard grandparents growing old and passing away. And throughout all that, we ushered a new baby into the family and we were raising two girls at the same time. We were trying to juggle this idea of how do you raise two girls? We had one, we went from one to two, trying to manage that situation. We were in the thick of it and it was tough. So when I say that we came out of a, we're coming out of a season, I mean we were coming out of a season. We did our absolute best 
to keep the boat steady by doing routine things that create familiarity. Because that's what I do. When, when things are crazy, I have to have these baseline things. Working out, the outdoors, things that I know that I'm familiar with that are, I can see. And I was doing those things. When everything's unfamiliar, I need familiar. And we did our best to keep the boat steady in that. But I noticed going through all that, my relationship with the outdoors was shifting in a way that was not comfortable with me at the time. Before having kids, remember, I'm coming off the PCT. I'm, on, I'm high on life. The outdoors is my oyster. And I was spending a lot of time in it. And I was totally fine being alone. But now, anytime that I would go outdoors and I would go backpacking on my own or hunting on my own, something was off and it bothered me. And I began to question everything. Everything about my passion for the outdoors. I questioned if I still had that edge or I didn't know what was going on with me. I put out a video in August of 2019 before the majority of this stuff occurred, before everyone died, about leaving a backpack hunt early. But again, that was only the beginning of this real long personal journey that I was on, figuring this stuff out. I went on this hunt. I didn't like it. I didn't like the feeling I was having. So I packed up and went home. I will put a link to that video if you want to check it out. With everything going on, I just found that I just wanted to be near my family. And believe it or not, that took me a while to... uh accept. I know it sounds weird, but it took me a while to get to that point where I'm accepting of this feeling that I'm having. I'd physically be in the field doing something. I'd be out there, but mentally I was at home and the two things were not mixing well. I could not fully be in one place. I would be in the field wishing I was home and I'd be at home wishing I was in the field thinking that was going to fix everything. Like They were confused. They were just always transplanted in the wrong spot. And it wasn't working. And the reason I kept going out there is because I know that anytime I go into the wilderness, I would come back a better version of myself. And that started bothering me because I didn't know why I couldn't just find a way to be a better version of myself without having to spend a night in the woods. I have thoughts on this uh, that I, I might share in a different episode, but the gist of it was that I couldn't decide if going was better than staying or staying was better than going. I was obviously going through something. And all I knew was that the feeling I had in my stomach when I was out in the woods was not good and I needed to figure that stuff out. I even had a, I think I've mentioned this on a podcast before, I had the closest I've ever come to a panic attack um, that I've ever had when I was hunting one season. And I knew in that moment, I was like, Emery, you got to figure this out. Something was off. I just had not addressed everything. So sometime last year, so summer 2022, I finally just faced the fact that I probably shouldn't do something that gives me so much internal turmoil and decided that from then on, until I got this all figured out, I would just do the thing that made me feel good inside rather than doing the thing that gave me angst. I had to trust that eventually this would get worked out. Whether that meant I went backpacking or not, I would go with my gut because it's there for a reason. Now, Jess grew up, my wife Jess, grew up camping all over Oregon. And with me being a backpacker and having done the PCT, she's always been worried about me not finding camping to be uh, epic enough or something like that. Which, yeah, I mean, if you had to had a gun to my head, I'd probably choose backpacking over, camp, over a campground. But at the same time, I'll take a campsite any day of the week if it means that we're outside. And since we've you know started a family and committed to this camping thing, 
I've fully embraced campground life when I'm there. So it's kind of weird because it's like I'm going the opposite direction that most people go with the outdoors. First they go camping, then they go backpacking. So I'm some weird version of like an outdoor Benjamin Button where I'm like, you know, going the opposite direction. So there I am. I'm embracing this new version of myself. I'm spending more time with my family. I'm, I'm putting off backpacking and choosing to do camping and I'm passing up all these different opportunities to do cool stuff without them. And I'm good with it. I'm like, I think that I'm fully, fully in. You know, I am like, boom, present and accounted for for my kids. And then Father's Day 2023 happens. And my oldest gives me the greatest gift I could ever ask for, even though it hurt like hell. Before this past school year ended, my oldest did the, one of those like preschool uh, projects where they fill in the blanks with their teachers about some topic. The project was Father's Day and they had phrases on this paper like, what I love about my dad and standard parental, what I've come to realize are parental report cards from preschoolers. So the day rolls around, Father's Day, my, my little girl hands me this paper. She fills it out about me. She's written a paper about me, essentially. And I start reading through it and I see things like my dad likes to smell flowers, which I do. I love to smell flowers, flowers. every time we're on a walk. I smell flowers. And she's picked up on that. My dad's job is to keep us safe. That's cool. Pretty cute. No big deal. I get halfway down this page and there's a line that reads, my dad always says, and she writes down, maybe in a little bit. I stared at that line and I read it a couple times before looking up at my wife who had that look on her face like, yeah, ouch, right? And she straight says the words, I figured that one would get you. I smiled, took the arrows right to my face, and finished reading that paper before giving her a big hug, thanking her for the best Father's Day present a dad could ever ask for. When she left the room, I sat there staring at this line, maybe in a little bit. And here I'd been on my high horse for quite some time, thinking that after the season of life that we just went through, and the personal changes that I had made that I was the most present and accounted for that I had been with my family in a while. But when asked what her dad always says, my little girl comes up with precisely what my dad used to tell me as a kid that drove me absolutely crazy because his mind was always somewhere else when he was with me. She wanted more from me and I always wanted more from him. He always had something to do before he could play. And even when we did play catch or we did do something, he seemed disengaged or eager to stop and get back to whatever I pulled him away from. Anytime that I asked him to play, it was always, yeah, maybe in a little bit. Let me get this done first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Five more minutes, something like that. And it appears that I have carried on the amazing family tradition with my kids. It stung. And it still stings because that stinking paper hangs on the refrigerator, staring me at the face every single day. I walked by it multiple times and she's proud of it. And she should be. And I would have loved for her to answer that question differently. But I'm glad that she didn't because I needed to hear it. It was an honest take on my performance as a dad and I needed it. Here I was thinking that I had been morphing into this version of myself that was the best it ever been, but I was still an arm's length away and she wanted more out of me. 
my kids in my family should always ask for more because they deserve it. So back to why I've been absent on the podcast lately. It's because I've rededicated myself to my family by being not just physically present, but mentally present. I think that I'm doing a better job, but only time will tell, right? But I'm doing my best. We only have so much bandwidth to work with. And I just didn't have enough for the show because it's not my full-time job. I'd like it to be, but it's not. So something has to give. I wanted to spend the summer retraining my brain to never say maybe in a little bit ever again. And I think that it's working because I've caught myself multiple times wanting to say it and then dropping everything I'm doing and going and doing it with her or them. Kids are a ticking time bomb of truth. And there's no telling when they're going to give you a big old dose of honesty. I've spent a lot of time thinking about that phrase, maybe in a little bit. And I think that while in this specific instance, those words are related to my performance as a dad, but like most things, I think it can apply to a much broader range of topics. So let me ask you, what is it in your life that you're putting off and why? What are you physically present for, but mentally distant from? Is it your kids? Is it your wife? Is it your husband? Is it a friend? Is it your work? Or is it some adventure that you've always wanted to go on, but you've never planned out because you can just do it in a little bit? It's just, you know, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next time. If you're like me, uh, change does not come easy. It does not naturally come to me. I don't like it. I'll deal with it, but I don't like it. I'm a creature of habit. I'm getting better at it, but I like things to feel familiar. But the truth is, we only grow when we challenge ourselves and get outside our comfort zone. And when that challenge seems like too much of a stretch, we tell ourselves things like, well, I'll just do it in a little bit. I'm just going to put it off. We procrastinate. That in a little bit is not a guarantee. That is one thing that I've learned from the last few years. We all have an expiration date, whether it's a physical one or a mental one. One day, each one of us will wake up and look back over our lives and take complete stock of the things we did and did not spend time doing. For the time being, time is linear as we know it. There's no going back in time. So if you want something, then do yourself a favor and just get after it. Find a way to make progress towards whatever it is that you're wanting. Do it for yourself and for the ones around you. It doesn't need to be something groundbreaking or epic. It can be a small thing that makes a huge difference, like saying, yes, go grab your shoes. When your little girl asks if she can come with you on an errand, because all she wants to do is spend time with you. All right, that is it for episode 159. For those that have stuck around for this one, thanks for hanging in there. I hope it made sense, and I hope at least some of it landed the right way. Uh, I know it was kind of heavy, but sometimes you just got to go there. I'm more and more interested in the beyond backpacking stuff, and it's all somewhat related. So if you like this style of episode, just let me know. Uh, shoot me a note. I personally enjoyed putting it together, but I know it's not for everyone. Before you go, if you haven't introduced yourself yet, please do. I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to hit me up at emory at byland.co, even just to say hi. And you can also reach me through one of the Facebook groups, one of which I'm trying to grow 
very large, like I did the backpack hunting one. So it's called backpacking only. I'm kind of reinvigorated to build that community up. We almost have a thousand people. It'd be great to get a couple thousand in there um, here shortly. The backpack hunting only Facebook group has now over 40,000 people. And it's kind of amazing how big of a um, community is. We've rooted out all the knuckleheads, uh, zero tolerance policy for funny business. So if you're interested in that, look it up, backpacking only. If you can't find it, let me know. I'll shoot you a link. It might even be in the show notes as well. That's it for me. If you're headed out on an adventure anytime soon, be safe, make great decisions. We'll see you next time.